Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me, as always, is some of my very favorite people on planet Earth. Tommy, how you doing, and what are you drinking? I'm doing all right. I, I was going to drink some water, but now I'm drinking some Hamilton's because it gets it done. Immigrants, we get shit done. Mikey, how you doing, and what are you drinking there, buddy? I am doing well, and I am just drinking an A&W root beer today because I got other stuff I got to do later tonight. A uh, root and toot and root beer, nothing wrong with that, my friend. How about you, Josh? What are you drinking over there? Uh, I'm drinking a pale ale called Beneficiaries of Chance from my good old favorite Treehouse. Treehouse, always a decent beer. I myself am drinking a, uh, a scotch whiskey blended uh, in Texas itself uh, for the premise of this uh, ad lib. Uh, because it's like, were gonna... <laughs> it's like, was like it's twisted together. That's right, like twisted <laughs> together. Not unlike the Rangers, uh, a, a cool superhero team that really caught my imagination when they first came out for some reason. I thought it was really cool. Not only do we have a new superhero team, but we had a superhero team with a couple of new superheroes and a couple of old superheroes. So I'm going to get into the backstory of it uh, in just a second. And uh, does everyone everyone knows what I'm talking about today? The Rangers? Do you guys remember where you were when this came out? No. LT's just shaking his head like he never heard you never heard of this group before. Right. That's uh, they debuted in 1981. We were all reading comic books in 81. In the Fantastic Four, right? Uh, Incredible Hulk, Hulk, actually, 265. Hulk? Okay. But they did have a, a crossover very quickly after that in uh, Fantastic Four. As I recall, I'm not I'm not saying that for absolute certain. I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, what I will tell you about the Rangers is uh, Rick Jones. This is the second team that Rick Jones put together, right? How weird is that? I mean, it's got to be better than this first team he put together. Oh yeah, they sucked. <laughs> the Avengers. Who's ever heard of them? Yeah. Well, There's no Rangers. Well, we'll try to get- the Avengers. They're no Avengers. Rangers, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Rick was uh, attacked by the Corruptor who had the Hulk under his influence. Uh, just like the very first time they got the Avengers, they had to save the city and the world from a crave radio signal to get to the Avengers, but it didn't reach them. But it did reach five individuals who intercepted the, the message, which was Firebird, Phantom Rider, Red Wolf, Shooting Star, and Texas Twister, who all had to happened to be southwestern adventurers slash superheroes who were uh, able to heed the call. So they all come to Rick's aid, not thinking they were forming a team, but they were forming a team. Yeah, happenstance. That's how teams form. Damn skippy. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about uh, who the Rangers were and why they were kind of cool. I think they, they really had... When I think of the Avengers, I really don't think of them as having a a, a, a geographical flavor, right? Anybody? West Coast Avengers. Yeah, they're a little Great Lakes Avengers. West Coast-ish, right? Great Lakes or Avengers. East, East Coast-ish, but they don't really have that. Like they're not like a New York. I wouldn't think of like a New York superhero team, right? What about the Great Lakes Avengers? I don't think of them as a as really all that Midwestern either. Uh, but when it comes to, like, geographically located with someplace, the Rangers and Texas really are synonymous because they all do follow that kind of Texas theme. With maybe the exception of uh, 51. I'll get into that in a second. 
So our uh, uh, initial people who are in it is uh, Firebird, who you guys might remember from Fire uh, from <laughs> Spider Man and his Amazing Friends, That's Phantom Rider, who yeah, Phantom Rider, who you might remember was one of the first uh, Ghost Riders. Uh, in this incarnation, it's never really made, you know, incredibly 100% whether or not he's Wade or if he is a version of the Ghost Rider. But I'm pretty sure he's just Wade. Wade. Uh, I think Wade Wilson was his name. Uh, Wade, and I think he was more of uh, touched by the uh, Ghost Rider than actual Ghost Rider. Uh, Red Wolf, who was a Native American uh, superhero, who had a lot of Native American powers. Shooting Star, who was kind of weird. Uh, she had these special six guns that shot stars. Um, never really got into her all that much because, you know, it, she's it's kind of a the weird most relatable <laughs> character of all of them. She has a rich daddy who bought her superpowers. Come on, who can't relate to that? Who can't relate to that? You're right. How does she reload them with stars? Well, they're paralysis pellets. I also remember a sitcom in the 90s, right? Touched by a Ghost Rider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why did, why did they change the name from Ghost Rider to Phantom Rider and then back to Ghost Rider? Hmm. Mm. Mm. As if someone mm. didn't know the clan's history. Really should look into that. You, you, uh, there were other members too, uh, when they yep, became Armadillo. Yeah. The Texas Rangers, right? Uh, yep. For the Avengers initiative. They That's right. Up. Uh, so these were the initial ones. These were the, uh, the Rangers. Uh, when they become the Rangers for the, uh, the initiative, they add Armadillo and 51. Uh, I forgot to mention also Texas Tornado was, uh, one of the Texas Twister was one of the original ones. By the way, Texas Twister uh, is one of the Hulk family. Uh, he got his powers through gamma radiation. <laughs> yes, and a Texas Twister is not something you want to pay for at a bus stop, and you certainly don't want to pay full price. Uh, Texas Twister was another victim of gamma radiation. Instead of it affecting him as so many other mutants have uh, or so many other victims have, uh, it affected a part of his brain that controls uh, his psychic ability, and it manifested in whirling psychic and kinetic energy around him, which kind of formed a twister. It gave him a couple other minor powers also, uh, super hard skin that let him withstand his own twisters, uh, a flap of skin that came over the eyes to also help against you know the wind and shear and all that kind of stuff. So... Uh, gamma radiation really knows what it's doing when it starts transforming you. Like, hey, we're going to give you this power, but we don't want you to die right off the bat, so we're also going to give you weird eyelids. Firebird really? and Texas Twister were both radiation-based or radiation-created superheroes. Was she also Gamma? Uh, no, it was just radiation. Yeah, I didn't think she was. That's why I didn't mention her. <laughs> I was just saying radiation, man. I was you're the one who brought up gamma. So man. and I don't remember, but Red Wolf had a wolf. Did the wolf have a name? Oh, I there don't know. Lobo. Lobo. Uh, wow. They named him Wolf. Wolf. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow, mm. what a fucking poet. 
And there were three different Red Wolves who coincided, or excuse me, four different Red Wolves, and three of them had wolves named Lobo. Wow. Uh, yeah, we just called them Lobo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they actually named them. I think they were just referring to what referring they were. Referring to him. That, that's a Lobo. Read a book. Oh, his name? <laughs> Gary. <laughs> I am Gary. Not nearly as scary. You better go wow. with Lobo. Okay. Um, and once again, they really kept the flavor of the team. I always wanted, like, even the only one that was kind of a little bit of an outsider was 51, who was an alien. The name 51 is probably a little thumb to the nose to Area 51, which is comes up a couple times in his origin story and everything. For most part, he never even talks during the comic books. Uh, but later he does have kind of a, a truncated speech uh, here and there. Uh, his superpowers are flying. He's got, you know, lasers and he's kind of a robot guy. I think he forgot. I thought he should have been from Puerto Rico, which should be the 51st state. Ooh, that would have been Ooh. great. <laughs> or even Guam. You've lost, the, you've lost you lost so many yeah. different wow. listeners, right? We had wow. him one over. We had him. Yeah, we had him. We you deep six you five gave five him the Guam. Yeah. All right, what about Palau? Everybody forgets about Palau. No one forgets about Palau, you monster. Yeah, the natural anti-birth control doesn't work, Tom. You can't just pull out. <laughs> I tried Palau. My grandfather now. So you my favorite, one character. Oh, my favorite character is easily the twi- Texas Twister. No, no, you forgot one of the characters, Living Lightning. That's right, Living Lightning. Yet another African American lightning-based superhero. Why is that so popular? I guess Roy Thomas was like, yeah, let's just rip off Black Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> She's got one. We should have one. Yeah. How about Black Vulcan? Let's I don't that. like the way you phrase that, LT. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like it seems like there are similar characters in both universes. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah, much better. <laughs> and Which leads brothers, me to right? think that some of the editors are like, hey, DC's got one. Maybe Marvel should have one. See, you lost us again. Yeah, don't go with that. I don't think you hear what you're saying. You <laughs> say one of them. Well, I mean, like, a character with that power set. There you go. You're, you're, you're getting yeah. better. Uh, did I miss anybody else? Armadillo, by the way, hilarious. And also super sad. As a uh, as a character, I love Armadillo in the Ant-Man series and as the Captain America series too. He's also oh, that's so sad though. God dang, oh, yeah. that's sad. Oh, now I'm hurting. Someone hug me. Nobody. Great. Yeah. Uh, so the Armadillo's the end of his story arc is really sad, but he does get a nice plaque in Avengers Mansion, third floor. But still, it's there. Does anyone remember this team besides me? Is it is it right near where the porcupine's plaque is? Right next to the porcupine's plaque. It should be anyways. <laughs> should be. <laughs> Do they have, like, just a hallway? Just four plaques? They might. 
I don't think the armadillo went out quite as badly as the porcupine, but I'm, I'm, I don't I think, think you might was, be confusing them. I might have conflated them. Oh. Yeah, I used a nice word there. When you take yeah. two disparate things and you make them into one. Conflation. Um, how did, is armadillo still around? I think so. Good. I'm glad it's only a hedgehog that had to die that horrible, horrible death. Or porcupine. Hedgehogs, uh, he was on the British version of the team. He was. All right, great. He could run really fast. He had an obsession with collecting rings for some reason. Yeah. 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 So I remember, I do remember this guy. I was getting that whole comic book for a while when I was in German. Uh, No, it was 81. I think as a kid, that's like one of the ones I grabbed up. I remember reading this comic book and seeing these characters and thinking, oh, wow, these are great. I hope they get their own comic book. And I don't believe they ever did. But I really liked him. And uh, I, whenever there was a comic book where I saw any of those guys, I always tried to get it. Didn't always have the money to get it, but I always tried to get it. Yeah, Did I think guys... that was – I don't remember the team when I was a kid. I remember the individual ones. Like I remember the Phantom Rider. I remember Red Wolf and Armadillo from Captain America. I remember Texas Twister from Fantastic Four. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't really have a – any major exposure to them until the initiative. And then uh, it was just a passing. Oh yeah, they they exist. Kind of yeah. Deal. I think I remember the armadillo more for many, 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 many times. He got beat up by somebody. He was very much a villain of the week for a long time. Like he, he could be against daredevil, Spider-Man, anybody. Yeah. But he was great on the Modoc TV show. Was he in the final hunt? He was in the final hunt. I don't know if he survived uh, that. I got to read that. I, everyone, I, I, that looks like the perfect comic book for me. I, I've had it on my back shelf forever. I'm going to start that tonight. Uh, so, Josh, awesome. you never... Uh, no, I don't I don't really... I mean, once again, like Mike, I remember the characters from Disparate Comics, you know, just popping up. But I don't ever recall the team. I yeah. have a vague recollection of reading the Hulk where they all sort of come together. But I like I saw panels of it and I'm like, I think I remember that. But I, I don't really remember them. Yeah, like rolling around as a team. But I, I will guess from va- various other things. I will guess LT knows them from the West Coast Avengers. Uh, I recognize a few of them from Re- West Coast Avengers. But they left such an impression on me that I do not recall them being a team at all. But uh, uh, Red Wolf, I remember seeing, and Firebird, is that her name? Yeah, Firebird. Yeah. What'd she do? Uh, I don't remember her. She shot fire, dude. <laughs> She's Spider-Man, made, is, yeah, Spider-Man is amazing. And she was in the, no, no, that's part fire of the West Star. Coast Avengers rule, but. It was the same character. No, it's not the same character. No, it's two different characters. Not all. You're conflating them. They don't have the same. I I don't mean they're the same character. I mean, they're basically. What I mean to say there is that they're basically the same character. Oh, oh, come on, Tom. That's like saying you and Josh are the same. That's like saying the Texas Twister and... Red Tornado? The Red Tornado are the same character. That's like saying the Blue Beetle and the Blue Beetle is the same character. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, no, it's it's more akin to saying the Blue Beetle and the Blue Falcon. All right, I'm going to read off a set of powers. You tell me which one it is. Yeah. Uh, Falcon, did he have Dynomot? Yeah, he did. She has the power of pyrokinesis, which enables her to mentally excite atoms in an object until it spontaneously corrupts. By using her powers to ignite the air around her and surround her, she can have an aura of flames. She can also take the shape that can also take the shape of a bird. She can focus it downward and strike firebird. Force. Yeah. Yeah. Firebird. It's obviously All right. Firebird. All right. That's Firebird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look up Firebird. Hold on. Firestar. What? It can focus her flames in the shape of a star instead of a bird. Completely <laughs> different, Tom. Completely <laughs> different. <Yeah. laughs> Completely different. One's a bird. One's, one's a star. star. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Man, when was the last time you mistook an eagle for a star, Tom? One has a costume that's yellow, red, and black. The other one has a costume that's yellow, black, and red. Yeah, Yeah, I'm reading the power set. It is the same exam, except they use the word mute and microwave more often. Yeah, yeah. And that is obviously Firestar. Yeah. Because she heated things differentially. There was always a cold center when she attacked people. <laughs> yeah, yeah Armadillo was like, man, I hate that. Again, I'm all cold in my tum-tum. <laughs> Fine. Firestar very yeah, similar. around constantly to get even heating. Firebird, not haste. They had very similar powers. As my <laughs> <laughs> that was your point. Shit like a bird. <laughs> Firebird, and Smokey and the Bandit. Firestar, not so much. I'll give you that as a half joke. Uh, any last words on the Rangers? I would, I personally would have liked to have seen more regional uh, superhero teams. Like, you know, the New England Avengers would have been hilarious. They can't get that from here, guy. Just confuses you. The Gloucester Fisherman. Oh, he's strong as shit. He's drunk. He doesn't give a fuck. Strong as shit. And he can still drive the boat. Yeah. The Shovel Up. The Shovel Up. He's, he's a New England superhero already. Yeah. I can shovel really, really well. Well. Sorry, in there. Mikey, do you have something for us in the front of the long box today? Yeah, I got a game. Ooh-hoo. Game. Now, this is a game we usually play on our other podcast, which is called The Geek Leak, uh, which is for our Patreon patrons, which for a mere $1 a month. What? The a same month. price as a hand job down at the bus station? A Texas Twister, absolutely. For the same price as a Texas Twister, you can get another podcast from us, and all the money does go to the Elizabeth Peabody House of Food Bank, feeding over 150 people a week. This week, 300 families got Thanksgiving dinners, Thanks for the hard work of my good friend Tommy over there. So uh, let's hear what's the game. So we are going back to 1993 to test your guys' knowledge of television shows that premiered that fall season. Uh, So the way it works is 
I will start giving clues. The guys will shout out the answer once they think they know it. If they get it wrong, they'll keep their yap shut, or they're supposed to. Uh, They get one point, and as always, we don't keep track of the points. So we are now on Friday. If you're interested in hearing Sunday through Thursday, go and check out the other podcast. Uh, But for this, we're going to start on ABC, where this seven-season, 158-episode sitcom first appeared as part of the lineup about a boy named Be- or uh, played by Ben Savage. Boy Meets World. Yes. All right. Uh, next up is a one-season, nine-episode, actually only seven appeared, on uh, TV sitcom starring Faye Dunaway and Spencer for Hire's Robert Urich. It had to be you. Holy shit. Robert Yorick. I love Robert Yorick. That is awesome, yes. It had to be you. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it was about a a TV star, Faye Dunaway, or a a celebrity, and she hires a handyman, Robert Yorick, to fix her house, and the mismatched couple falls in love. It's a lot of bathtub jokes. <laughs> a lot of bathtub a lot, jokes. A lot of bathtub jokes. Next time. up, uh, sitcom only lasted one season, eight episodes, but features the funniest member of Bosom Buddies, Peter Scolari. Oh. He and his wife have three children, and they move from Philadelphia to they or they moved to Philadelphia to be closer to their family. They oh, it's, that's in the title. It's um family book. Family, family book. Family. You're close. It's not a record. Family album. You got it. Damn, Josh is putting you guys to shame. Lt. Tom, I know you're going to get this one first. Uh, okay. <laughs> lasting a criminally only one season, 27 episodes, the greatest sci-fi western of all time. Briscoe! Firefly. Uh, yeah, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Briscoe, yep. baby! And then next up is a drama that lasted one season, eight episodes, Inspired by the book Friday Night Lights, A Town, A Team, and a Dream, but not called Friday Night Lights. They kind of went against the grain for this one. It started. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's it called? Against the grain. Yeah, he put the title in there. I saw that. Uh, Surprisingly, next we're on ABC on Saturday nights. A sitcom that only lasted one season, 10 episodes. And a sitcom not starring a former stand-up comedian. This one starred George Foreman as a former boxer. So he had to display his range. George. You got it, Tom. Yeah. Uh, he next every one of his kids, George. There's no way he wasn't going to name his sitcom George. <laughs> <laughs> Even the girls are named George. Next up is a one-season, three-episode variety show starring Paula Poundstone. The Paula Poundstone show. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
It's terrible. Three episodes? That's the three uh, more episodes than she deserved. Uh, next up is a Western, lasted one season, 15 episodes on CBS. Family Called the Hearts move from Chicago to a rundown Nevada ranch out west. Hearts it's, of the West. You are in fuego, Josh. <laughs> All right. Josh, how much TV did you watch back then? <laughs> Almost none. Like, I didn't even have a TV in 93. I did not own a TV. I'm trying to, if you guys playing along at home haven't noticed, I try to give the name of the title in my setups. <laughs> it's a big uh, uh, Next up is a sitcom starring two stand-up comedians. <laughs> Lasted two seasons, total 38 episodes, where, I don't know, I'm not going to pronounce their names. These two mommies are living next door to each other. Two mommies? You're close. The mommies. The mommies, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we have the last one appearing on NBC, sitcom that lasted one season, 18 episodes, Valerie Bertinelli is a American who becomes a waitress in a small cafe in Paris. Marion Ross was in in the in the show. She re, it was weird. They had a character. They replaced her after an episode with Marion Ross, and then replaced Marion Ross a couple episodes later because Marion Ross is like, I hate this fucking show. <laughs> is it called I Hate This Fucking Show? Is it is it called Valerie in Paris? You I'm are so... Two, I'm picking two words. No. Yeah. You know, you, you, LT did not have any of the right words, but he's on the, on the right track. <laughs> American in France. Cafe American. Cafe American. Josh. <laughs> I was I was a coin toss between American Cafe and Cafe American. Uh, and also, uh, just in case people were wondering, a number of shows. This was their final season in 1993, including uh, most famously, probably on ABC was Ellen. On Fox was the uh, last season of the X Files. Parker Lewis Can't Lose and Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. And on NBC, it was the last season of Cheers. Oh. No. And that was our game. Woohoo! I got that was the front of the long box, also. Tommy, anything in the back of the long box? Uh, I have something a little different this week. I have a song by Nellie McKay called Make a Wish. It is a great, upbeat, poppy song about how she wants to be Jeffrey Dahmer because she wants to be striking out on her own and be able to uh, do something that no one else has ever done in the female world and basically drill holes in people's head filled it with acid. And it's a great, great song. So okay. check out Nellie McKay's Make a Wish. Uh, LT, you a little yeah. stressed out about the new job? You doing okay? 
feeling okay? You know? oh, I'll be so thankful when Thanksgiving is over. Okay. You the funnest time of the year for this job. That's right. Okay. You can always call and talk to us. Just saying. That's all. It's a great song, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Fantastic. A lot of great hooks. <laughs> well, I guess that brings us over to... Uh, oh, no. We forgot no. our tangent for the day. Josh. Tangent? There's no 3 to 18? What's going on? Do we get a well, tangent for the day? Mikey gave us a, a game that happened in the fall of 93. Where were you and what were you doing in the fall of 93? Watertown, New York, being in the United States Army. Freezing oh, yeah. my took us off. In just a few months, Mike, I'll be there uh, with you for the 93-94 changeover for New Year's Eve. Ooh. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That was a hell of a road trip getting there, too. How about you? Uh, yeah, I was junior year in college, starting junior year in college. And I think it was in Thanksgiving weekend when we came down to visit you at college. Could have been. It actually, it might have been senior year in college because I graduated in May of 94. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I know this is because uh, I just thought that Mike missed a TV show. So I looked it up to see what year it was. And you did miss one of my favorite TV shows of 93, which was Space Rangers. Anybody remember Space Rangers? Is that the cartoon? No, it was a TV show. It was really, really stupid. But I loved it. And I remember I was living in Burlington, Vermont when it came out. Uh, so that's where I was. I was in Burlington, Vermont, living with two girls and uh, a fellow by the name of uh, Mike. And uh, we had a pretty sweet life up there. It was fun. Space Rangers did Space Ranger. not debut in the fall of 93. When did it, Was it a late uh, cover? Was that the problem? I I don't know, but I did my my research thoroughly. All right. So. <laughs> I'm not... I'll, I'll, it, maybe it was a uh, a late season that. replacement. I'm going to look it up. All right. I can also just be wrong. Come at me, bro. That's all I got to say. Was that everybody? 90s? 90s? What did we yeah, say? No, I, was, uh, I, uh, I graduated in 91, so went to stick in 92. So 93 was my first year at Bridgewater State. That's the year I met uh, Bill. At college and uh yeah started my path down a confusing decision of what major to be while in college yeah so uh space ranger is definitely january of 1993 there we go january yeah not the fall not the fall mid-season mid-season replacement i love that show god that was one of my favorite shows still one of my favorite shows of all time Right up there with Misfits of Science. Just great, dumb TV. So easy to lose myself in those universes, which was the criteria at the time. All right, you guys ready for a 318? Yeah. Yeah. All right, this is a weird one because it's a game we've all played, but I have a real love-hate relationship with this stupid-ass game. Perfection. 3 to 18. 
Josh, you're rolling around. You played perfection. Is it? It's got There's the bubble no way... thing in the center. No. What? That's uh... sorry. No, that's uh, sorry. You uh, moron. That's trouble. Trouble. What's <laughs> perfection? Um, perfection. Perfection is when you had like a bunch of shapes, and you press. Oh them. yeah. And you had to put them in, Everyone and then it would pop up and like, throw everything back in your fucking face. Yeah, and it was the most aggravating, and <laughs> I blame this for a lot of the problems people have today <laughs> on perfection. <laughs> if you have anxiety, it's because of perfection. Anxiety didn't exist until they invented the board game perfection. That's, I don't that's remember the game. You oh, must so, remember this game. Come on, so Mike. It's a it's a it's, a, it's a red box about the size of a hardcover about about a hardcover RPG book, and then you would press the top down and start the timer, and then there was a bunch of pieces that were all different shapes, and you had to get them all in there before it popped up. You don't remember this? It was irritating. It. Uh, it was I, super I, fucking irritating. I I I remember from the commercial. But I never actually played perfection. Oh, no wow. wonder you're such an even keeled individual to this game. <laughs> perfection just jangled my nerves like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Oh, yeah, and we still have I broke the one we had at the school. I was walking by and I saw they had one. I just grabbed it and smashed it. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna go buy you a hungry hungry hippo game. Yeah. Tomorrow to replace this, but I ain't buying perfection. <laughs> so now, now who's having trouble with the job? Me. That reminds me of a a Rubik's cube that in 1993 met its end because uh, my friend Mike Graves kept on solving the Rubik's cube and then handing it to me, saying, "Mess this up." And after the fifth time of him solving it, I threw it out the window. It had to go about 20 yards and then down a hill and smashed into I don't know how many pieces. And I was like, there you go. Solve that. <laughs> so, Tom, I think we should buy perfection for someone and change one of the pieces so it doesn't fit anywhere. Get a little settling blowtorch and just bend, I just bend the X into like a Y. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. I was telling you. Yeah, no, we should bend all the pieces. Just a oh little. God. Damn it! Why would this fit? Kind of fits. Uh, wow, yeah, uh, that was a horrible game. Um. Uh, so you owned it? I remember having it in my house. I don't know if it was like I don't know if my brother got it or my sister got it, but I do remember. I would say your brother it. got it. Because he hated you. That could also be true. Yeah, my little sister had it, and I I played it a couple times, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that game. I give it a five. It's not a game. Game. Why do we call that a game? It's not a game. (laughs) A game. That's like, it's Lord of the Flies. Yeah. (laughs) Of, Of board games, yeah. It's a game invented game. by the Mongols to torture their conquered enemies. <laughs> no, you surrender. Here, play this game then. <laughs> Can I be beheaded instead? 
That's why you hear the lamentation of their women, by the way. They're all trying to employ perfection. <laughs> and, like, for completionists or people of that mindset, this thing had to just drive you absolutely totally bonkers. Yeah. It was awful. Oh. Da- da- or if we could get them on top, uh, this is way, way too much effort. But if you could program it so that, like, every time the last one was coming in, it would just pop up, no matter what the timer was set to. Like, some sort of, like, laser thing oh, with a counter. Oh, sensor in the X one. Yeah. <laughs> just a se- well, no, because you always want it to be the last one or the next to last one that they do. Oh, no. You want it to be random. It's even better. <laughs> you got to put one in, it just pops. Could be the first, could be the last. Fuck you. But you ain't getting it done. So we're all in agreement. Fuck that game. So Fuck that game. So can you show me on the perfection where it hurt you, Tom? (laughs) Here. All of this. (laughs) My only solace was that my family, uh, no one ever did it. (laughs) So... I so what, my... was, what was your favorite board game as a kid to play with your family? My sister Joanne would play life with me a lot. I, I enjoyed that a lot. She hated it, but she liked to entertain me. It's a good way to come out to someone. I I enjoyed playing Sorry. Sorry. I like playing Sorry. Sorry was fun. We didn't have Sorry. Okay, don't apologize. uh, We had had Monopoly. We had Stratego. Stratego Which one did you like like playing with your brothers and sisters? Uh, Mike, you you seem to think that I liked playing with my brothers and sisters. (laughs) Which one did you like playing with the family? We played cards. Solitaire. Solitaire. (laughs) That was his go-to game as a child. I would play Othello with my dad. Yeah, I could see oh, that. Othello, oh, Othello against your dad? Yeah. That's, 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 a rough, that's a rough road to hoe, dude. Yeah. That's a smart guy. How'd you do? I mean, I did okay. I, I you know, I, I got through it as a kid, yeah. But he, he ever, really liked the game and backgammon. My dad liked backgammon. We played a lot of backgammon. Uh, did you ever play the magnetic version of Othello, which was kind of fun? They had, like, random five magnets in the thing. You'd spin the board, and the magnets would move. So you wouldn't know, but when you put your thing down, it would flip on you. Just five yeah. of them. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Okay. Just a weird variation, but I thought it was a fun game. Like, yeah. Okay. Anyone ever play Moncala? Yeah. I, I yeah, that was kind of a fun game. Yeah, I love that game. You would. No, seriously, you would. It's a good strategy game. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I used to play it with LT. Yeah. How about Mastermind? You guys remember that? This is I... something with pegs, right? Yeah, it, it's a lot yeah. of pegging. It's all pegging. <laughs> uh, that's why you like pegging. it, Tom. Yeah. You get, uh, it's four different color pegs, and it's a lock, and it's a code, and you got to figure out the code before your other person does. And uh, I bought it because Lainey said she loved it and it helped her with coding as a kid. 
And um, uh, unfortunately, I can I can whoop her every single time, no problem whatsoever, because she does it like a computer programmer, and I do it like a guy trying to pick a lock. And I got her every time. So I owned Stratego, but no one would ever play with me. Does anybody know if Stratego is actually a good game? Stratego's not bad. I like Stratego. Never played it. I never. I like. I don't think I've ever played a full game of Stratego. Brian Kearney owned it, and we never played it because I was like, "You want to play Stratego?" He's like, "No." <laughs> okay. that's, uh, from Brian's perspective, that's fucking fair, Mike. I wouldn't want to be like a kid playing you at Stratego either. So <laughs> settle down. It's <laughs> a good point, Mikey. <laughs> so Stratego was all about placing your. So it was a little bit like war. You just wanted to have the higher number against the higher number, right? And you wanted to find the king, and you had bombs. So the thing yeah. about Stratego was it was all about where you placed your bombs because it could kill anybody, and where you placed your higher-valued commanders, front of the ranks or back of the ranks. So there was a lot more strategy to Stratego than a lot of people thought. Yeah, I just, I've never really got a chance to play. It was a fun-ass I, game. I used to like it. Yeah. But, LT, yeah. who'd you play? My brother yeah, and my sister. Oh, oh, now the truth comes out. You love your family. <laughs> LT loves his family. What a uh, She's a nun. She's a nun. You had sex with your sister. Whoa, whoa. Mike, have you played TAC yet? <laughs> what? Mike, have you played TAC? T-A-K? I own it, but I have not played it. Somebody bought it for me. I think I might have, actually. That's probably it, yeah. Okay. It's got like a bird on the cover. Uh, it's um, I can't think of his name now. He's an author. Came up with it. It's from a book series. The name. It's from the name of the wind. Rothfuss. Patrick Rothfuss. I Him and I... a guy came up with the game. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Has anyone played uh, Don't Rock the Boat? Uh, no, but I sang the number. I <laughs> acting. Uh, I really want to play this game. I'm going to buy this game just to bring it. I'll probably buy it, so hopefully to bring it Sunday. It's just like a little boat, and you have to place pieces on it, and you try not to tip the boat over. It's very piratey. It looks fun. How about the ice cube game? Don't break the ice? I oh, vaguely remember that, but I don't I don't think I ever played that either. Uh, so you had two little – each person had a hammer, and there was like a little um, – uh, uh, penguin and so you put all the pieces in this board upside down and you pack it flat so it so um it was tied up to stay together right and then you flip it over and it's raised so that if you hit one ice cube it would fall out got it and if enough yeah. ice fell out the whole thing would fall down got it yeah. not like reverse jenga yeah but some of the ice cubes were more than one piece so you kind of had, had to be aware. Hmm. It was okay. fun. This has been obscure games <laughs> with the long box guys, and now I think that'll bring us to. I'm about to say plugs. Peggy again. Plugs. Peggy plugs. Yeah, comes around, goes around. Yeah. I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week and possibly Peggings. You can check them out at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you're wondering what music. You should be our podcast producer, because yeah. then you can add the the music. It's true. It's all true. By the way, uh, speaking of our podcast, 
do you know what kind of crazy reviews we have on uh, our podcast? No. I've never listened to no. Yeah, like we've got a, a shit ton of five-star reviews and one person who gave us a one-star review. And for the life of me, I can't find the review because I want to read it. Like, I'm curious. I'm sure they brought up all valid points. I just can't <laughs> find the review when I scroll through them. So, hey, if you're out there listening and you gave us a one-star review, why the fuck are you still listening? But please send me the review. Yeah, tell us what we're doing right or wrong. Come on, guys. Yeah, help us out. Every other one is a five-star review except for this one one-star review. And I'm one like, bastard. Oh, and we did get a four-star review. Again, I couldn't find that review either. I was like, okay. This is definitely his wife. <laughs> be good, except for one of those guys. <laughs> Should be having sex with me instead of podcasting. I'll let you decide which one. God, I Actually, just me. <laughs> I think we all hope it's LT. <laughs> LT? Yeah. What's having sex with your wife like? Like drunk history buff for comics? <laughs> exactly, Mike. It's exactly like it's like it's like not kissing what you hate. Hey. <laughs> Do you ever figure bang an electrical socket? LT, your uh, wife's vagina, is that your sector? <laughs> Absolutely it's my sector. <laughs> I'm sorry, we got a little tangential there. Any other plugs other than LT's wife? LT, can you, can you say something positive? Because you don't want to say anything negative about your wife's vagina. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. Purveyors of fine stainless prints. Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses. Well, what if I want T-shirts? T-shirts, yeah. you got to go to ianlino.com because all the T-shirts are at ianlino.com because they don't have enough space on one website to contain all the products that are on geekorthodox.com and ianlino.com. So they had to create two separate websites because they don't have that kind of Amazon technology. Yeah, you know, what are they gonna, and when are they going to make me a vulgar unicorn uh, window cling? I don't know. Nobody knows. Fine. As Maybe you, you can. Pay Ian, tons of money. <laughs> you, I yeah, I mean, money. he does take commissions. Yeah, I was about to so say. So he could forget about the cling. He could make you a literal. You make stained it a glass. stained glass, and then, then you can get the cling after he makes you the stained glass. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna stained glass window him. Yeah, that kind of bread. Yeah, you could talk to yeah. him about it at Pensacon. Oh, and I can't wait for that to come up. You guys looking forward to Pensacon? Yeah. Oh, be awesome. Uh, have you decided on your uh, character you're gonna play yet? Cosplay? Yes. Cosplay? Uh, not yet. World War One Justice League. Ooh. And World War One Justice League. And we're also gonna be cross dressing for our. Uh, the day we do you guys the have censorship too many cosplays. That's two out of four days. That's it, dude. Three plus days. Plus, we'll do tracks here probably one day. 
Might as well do that. Hey, I mean, like, why can't we just wear comfortable cosplay? Is he? Buy Pampoovy is pretty comfortable. Except for the wig. I think my Supergirl's going to be okay. I was just going to make sure the uh, tights I have match the rest of the outfit. And, uh, and Mike, we say to you every year, and every year you don't fucking follow our advice, we're going to do it again. Dancer's belt. That's Mikey. Dancer's belt. I, I'll have a skirt on. Dude, does not matter. Dancer's belt, for <laughs> God's sakes. Like it's, it's not the worst thing for us to be picking on you about. But you need a dancer's belt when you wear any spandex, man. You are in definite danger of poking some kid's eye out. I just like cosplaying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And with that... uh, Josh, uh, Pentagon, that's your sector, correct? That's Gold Florida. Definitely my sector. And Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. <laughs> and don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You'll live longer. Thanks from the Lockbox, guys. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.